Throughout this series, we sometimes use the words sexual abuse and sexual assault interchangeably. However, we recognize that these terms are not the same and have distinct definition. When we use the terms sexual abuse and sexual assault, we do so knowing that these are some of the forms of sexual violence. Sexual violence takes different forms, including sexual abuse, sexual assault, sexual harassment, rape, childhood sexual abuse, sexual exploitation, and more. For definition and research cited in the podcast, please see the episode description for links. Female sexual violence is a well-known and researched area. In contrast, male sexual abuse has received less attention. However, in recent times, sexual abuse of boys and men has received growing attention. But there are many who believe myths that boys and men cannot be sexually abused. In today's episode, we discuss sexual violence from the male perspective. We debunk myths, face realities, and identify ways to better support the male victim. Regardless of gender, sexual violence has profound, life-changing, and long-term impacts on the victim. After listening to this podcast, it is our hope that we have equipped you with vital information to inspire change, support the growing movement to raise awareness, and join efforts to end child abuse, child sexual abuse, and all forms of sexual violence in general in Africa and all around the world. Thank you for listening. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Tuning Radio, or wherever you get your podcasts, and stay tuned for more Unfiltered Real Talk. But a lot of us African people think and, some, you know, falsely and very incorrectly feel that men cannot be sexually abused. And I, you know, I think that's a false statement. There's a lot of research out there to also suggest that that is an in- inaccurate statement. It can happen to anyone, men or women, right? Sexual violence can happen to anyone, no matter your age, your sexual orientation or your gender, right? And so men and boys who have sexually, who have been sexually assaulted or abused may have many of the same feelings and reactions as other survivors of sexual assault. Uh, But I feel like sometimes for men, they do face additional challenges just because of social attitudes and stereotypes about men, right, and masculinity. So if you're a man, right, you know how it is with with the African culture. And I think even over here in the Western environment that Sharon and I recite is you have to be a man. You have to be strong. You have to be able to just take it. You know, you can't show emotions. It's all about masculinity. And so if you come out as a man and say that you were sexually abused or sexually assaulted, you it's a big deal right? You might not be taken seriously and it might also somehow diminish who you are as a person, right? Let's, t- let's talk about that because I think it's important to understand that men can be sexually assaulted. Young boys are also targets and it's a serious situation as well. Same um, gravity as with it girls. Is, it is almost the same situation as well because some boys live with the trauma of not being able to speak up which can be worse than that of a girl because most leave mm-hmm. through this till, till they become an adult and then some of them exhibit that's why when i said that trauma too can also be a contributing factor for like sexual abuse on women where the men are so it can be contributed by trauma because some of them have also experienced some form of an abuse from their past and now showing it 
with a certain like way, right? And also substance abuse too can also be related to trauma. And sometimes, and I've seen the research where they link this thing to sexual, like, so, and then it comes to boys too. And I see these too. The women don't just assume that because someone becomes a boy or becomes a man that they cannot feel things or don't even experience things as we do. Exactly. We shouldn't take your emotions, emotions for, granted. for granted. And men should not be made fun of because I know this. Some people will tell you, how can a man be raped? The same way you request for consent <laughs> is the same way a man should consent to any sexual, any, any sexual relation that you do. There are some okay. times when the guy can tell the girl I'm not in the mood or no, and the girl is still insisting. That that is also sexual assault. Because it's not just when it is the other Absolutely. way around that we scream, oh hell Mary, hell Mary. But when it no longer suits you, then you what? You just don't con- like, then it's fine. So it's the same way too. We, we do recommend consent. A man has to give consent to, even if he's the one even trying to, to start the, like, you know, he's the one making them so like efforts or trying to, to do like a sexual thing, right? It's also wise to as well as a woman ask, are you sure? Yeah, I don't I, see, I don't why, see why, not. why not ask. Absolutely. I, I think I think we take these for granted. I mean, if you watch, you know, a lot of movies, if that comes to mind right now is I don't see where a woman is asking the man, are you but sure no, you're women- okay? Right. Like in those heterosexual relationships, it is always the man who is asking, are you sure? Are you ready? Is this a good time? Right. I don't remember seeing movie clips where it's the opposite. Where is the opposite? Or even the time where the guy is driving, the woman just sometimes oh, it's, it's OK to be romantic. If, you, if both of you are involved in that kind of mutual exclusive relationship where you can do these things without. But right. if he says no, believe he's no, he's no. And it's not. And no, it's no. Like, don't, yeah, don't try to work it or try to manipulate or try to. No, as well. He's no, he's no. And then for the older women, please stay away from children. Please. Yes, we're going to get into that. Stay away. We're going to get into that. You know, and I think it's absolutely, I think it's just really important that we, you know, lay it out that men have feelings too. They are emotional human beings just as much as us. And so it's important to respect your sexual wishes and we important to follow consent as well. The same thing, right? Like we, we have, we live in a culture where we just expect men to just be strong, to toughen up, right? You're a man, you need to be strong. And so this kind of masculinity, it just is always at the forefront, right? And so, it's it's invaluable that we cannot you know emphasize this over and over guys are, are not allowed to right admit that they've been sexually abused and even if they do they may not be believed and when you think about it as a group right male survivors i read somewhere reported a lack of recovery services and support so like even if they have come out and they said that they went through this there's not enough resources out there to support them right like the they are targeted the resources are targeted for women and girls so if a young man or or, or young boy comes out and says that this happened to them this horrific thing happened to them there's really not much out there and thinking about the african climate where we are from i'm not sure you know how much is out there for them i do know that it's not a whole lot is out there for women and girls so that begs the question what is there for men and boys and then when you look back at let me say like the context of an african court like you know let me say like a country we don't have much support for men and if you also look at the western as well they don't and they have tons of support for women they don't have much for women. 
absolutely. So, yeah, the, the same thing, you know, absolutely. So believe that men don't have to. Men go through trauma too, and they also do it like, you know, the way they show their trauma is different. And then one thing that contributed to it as well is where men feel like they can handle anything. Guys, you're not made of stone. I'm sorry to bust your bubble if you think like that. Yeah. You're not made of stone. Absolutely. You have no. You're like just blood. as much emotional. Oh, and some things need to be addressed because the more the more you bottle it in, it comes exploding in ways you never believed. In, you never because some absolutely. And we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into that. I'm I'm very quickly gonna just read some statistics for those people out there who don't believe that men can be sexually assaulted or who just feel like, yeah, this is just, you know, not serious issue. It is a serious issue. And let me read you some statistics to show you. So one in six men have experienced sexual abuse or assault, whether in childhood or as adults. And this statistic I'm reading is actually saying that this is actually very possibly a low in six men. That's a lot. Think about that. And then in Canada, which is where we are, more than half of all reported sexual assaults take place in the survivor's home or within 1.6 kilometers of it. And 20% uh, happen in the home of a friend, a neighbor, or relative. So if you remember right at the beginning of the episode when we talked about this, we talked about how sexual assault and sexual type misconduct actually happens around people you know. It happens with people you know, right? So it's not some, you know, stranger out there many, many times and more than, you know, you know, a higher percentage of the time it is someone that we know or it is somewhere that we know or it's in our home. So it's really important to understand that it is closer to home than some of us think it is. And in North America as a whole, as I explained earlier, it is one in six boys, right, that have been sexually abused or assaulted. And then bringing it down to the African climate using Nigeria as an example, according to a 2015 UNICEF report, one in 10 boys in Nigeria had experienced sexual violence before the age of 18. So let me remind our listeners that it was one in four girls in Nigeria on the same statistics. Uh, for boys, it is one in 10. Does that surprise you? Yeah, like that's so for those people who say that boys are not mm -hmm. abused, they can see that this and this could be a low reporting. This could be a low statistic that is being reported here because but so it is one in ten. There might be more exactly. cases now because it's been what like four like four years. There might be more, I and mean, we have to keep in mind that Sexual violence is something that people don't want yeah, to report, right? So even when you look at the, the female context, a lot of women don't report when they're abused, right? And so the information that, that, is, that is out there is not a whole lot. So when it comes to men, it's the same thing. A lot of them are not going to report this. So that's why the statistics are low. But even at that, one in 10 is, in, in, you know, 10 boys in Nigeria, it's quite significant, especially for people who think it it's just happening, not happening. Right? right on the yeah. notes. So one of the reasons, like I, I was thinking about that, okay, why why is it not being reported? I know there's a lot of, of, of reasons out there, but one of the key reasons for men, why they do not report the sexual violence or for boys is because they don't want a situation where they will be perceived as homosexual. So that's one of the reasons. So, 
Yes. Yes, that's one of the reasons. So uh, this is a good segue into our next section, which is debunking the myths and facing the realities. So in here, we're going to quickly run through a list of items where we talk about certain myths and facts about sexual violence and boys and men. So the first thing here is that the obvious one, that guys cannot be sexually assaulted or abused. We just talked about that. And now we know that that's not true. They can't. The next thing is only gay guys, right? So only homosexual guys can be sexually assaulted or abused. This oh, is very it. untrue. Guys, am I, am I? When you have exactly. the conversation with your friends that, that are guys, which are homosexual, ask them who was their first sexual experience. And from my own, I'm speaking from my own terms, most of the guys I've asked this question were often, their first sexual experience was always someone older and they were, they were less, they were, they were an older right? woman. What? It could be an older woman or, yeah, Once, or, or an older The ones man. I'm yeah. referring to were That's... women cases, just women cases, which is, it was older women. Some wow. of them, it was their okay. maid was the first person that started exposing them to sexual and then right. some of them, it was the older sister's friend, which is some cases, is the older sister's friend. And in some cases, you find wow. out is their aunt, like their their family, but not blood related mm-hmm. kind aunt. of aunt. Is like a family friend kind of aunt. Why some of them high school they were in boarding right. house, you know, those that stayed in boarding house. So some of them was their school mothers or like the senior, right? So those are instances of oh sexual gosh. assault or sexual like sexual abuse because. You did not seek for consent. And even if you got consent, you were not of consenting age. No, exactly. And I'm so glad that you raised this. And please, if you're listening to this podcast right now and you do not understand consent or you feel like you need to know more about consent, please go and listen to the rest of this series. We talked about it in our earlier episode. So please go in there and listen to it. Because if you are underage, this is a good time to emphasize it. You cannot give consent. So your consent period. is null and void. It, it just... Your consent is null and void. Your consent is invalid because you cannot okay. give consent. So if a 16-year-old boy is like, oh yeah, I'm good, let's get down, let's do it. It's a no. He's 16, he cannot give consent. Whether or not he's, he looks older, whether or not he seems really serious and mature, that's irrelevant. And something that I want to mention here about this same um, myth about only gay guys can be sexually abused uh, is that sometimes the people who actually assault these men are like an anti-gay violent Mm -hmm. perpetrators. You know, that's what the statistics is showing here is like anti-gay perpetrators target this men, right? And most times these anti-gay perpetrators are heterosexuals. They are not gay. So there you go on that one. Another thing here is that only gay men uh, sexually assaulted other guys. Yeah. Well, I just explained that it's not because sometimes heterosexual guys or other guys women who are doing the could be uh, horrific act, and sometimes women, like like Sharon just pointed out, exactly. So guys who experience sexual abuse will grow up to be uh, not all. Abusers. No, that's actually a myth that people even use that guys that grow up from a home where their dad beat their mom will often grow up to be perpetrators. That's it. it, it so that one, that particular one, it, but it's not always the case. It's not always the case. Yes. 
It's not always some the of case them in, grow in up to become to actually fight for the same crimes they never they watch like they because of the experience they grow up to fight for it. But some of them exhibit those behaviors or trauma differently. They might result to drinking, drugs. You know, yes, yeah. and we're gonna get into that. That, too. that is a myth Absolutely. that I don't believe. Like I actually don't believe that. And um, it could be different things. And some people that actually do like from so from this book, I can I'm trying to remember the name of the book that I read is some people that commit such fevorous, violent crimes oftentimes do it for the power. Yeah. Oftentimes it's for the power. And you notice that some of them had a very good life, like however you want to see what good is, good is different for everybody. Some of them had a very like meaning that mm-hmm. good upbringing, education. Even people oftentimes are surprised when they find out that oh my god, you committed such a crime. How can? And I'll use this one case that I remember. So this guy, he was a colonel, like he was in the military, and he had a very high-ranking position. He was married, well respected in his in, in his community, right? This guy. Broke into mm-hmm. women's houses, women of all of different of very very ages. Broke into women's houses, raped them, and and oftentimes killed them. After rape, so tell me how wow. someone that had a respectable position, do you know what I mean? Very respectable, and was someone that was mm-hmm. respected in his own community and had a like he actually had a family life, like married kids. No one ever suspected. So you see said that it debunks wow. the myth of it's not often people that sexually abuse that oftentimes like like do it in time some sometimes it could be someone that never ha- actually had that, that that sexual abuse experience right so mm-hmm. that is a myth that i would hope bunk it now is it, 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 is. it is not true it is not, not it's not true it, it is, yes but in most yes. cases no it is not true it's not true. And the next one is something that we've already addressed, that guys cannot be sexually abused by women. Uh-huh. We just talked about it. And you just give examples about the nanny, right? Older sister, uh, friends, older friends. So it's so not true. And I hope that we have cleared that up. Another one here is getting an erection or ejaculation during sexual assault means the survivor really wanted it or even consented to it. Okay. Let's break it down this way. Okay, the way your body is physiologically built is there are certain things that you uh, that you do with your body that result to certain things, right? So the there is like the pressure is being applied and the reaction comes out too. Or a, if a boy or a young man is telling you, "Don't do it," I'm not in the mood, or "No," clearly, in fact, they don't even need to explain why. And because their dick rises, doesn't necessarily mean they want you to climb them and ride them too. Guys and women out there. Yeah. That's, that's, that's absolutely true. It's a biological it's response. You know, that's that's what, what you're trying to say here. It's, it's a biological response. And and so with guy, if you with men, as we all know, if you've done a little bit of biology, if you apply a lot of pressure on the penis, it is going to rise. It is, it is going to respond to the pressure that you've applied to the body parts. So it's important to just not assume, uh, and that's very wrong and very unfair to say that yep that person enjoyed it they consented to it because after all i touched it and everything was just like ready to go that's a myth it is a biological response and that's all it is 
the next thing here is, you know, if, a, if the perpetrator is a woman, as we identified earlier, uh, the boy or the teenager, and, uh, you know, and it's a boy or a teenager, then they should consider themselves lucky and that they've been initiated to the exciting world of sex. Uh, and this is not an abuse. It's an initiation, basically. As we've talked about, uh, it's obviously a huge myth. It is a huge, huge myth. And we should not try to make excuses. And I know some people will tell you, oh, but it's a boy now. There's nothing happened. But you also think about like the, like the trauma that you've exposed that child to. And sometimes it could be different for Absolutely. some guys and they exhibit it differently, but still. But you rub them off. They, like, like, in, like if they wanted to expose themselves to, to, to such sexual like what why don't they find someone of their age it shouldn't be you it shouldn't be you it's an abuse of power that's the way i can explain it like if you are an older person right you as a perpetrator you're an older person and you are sexually assaulting somebody you it is an abuse of power just like it is if you were sexually abusing you know a woman or a young child you you that child trusted you you or your teacher or your relative or your nanny or babysitter or your boss or whoever it is that you are as a woman or, or as a man. In this case, we're talking about women perpetrators. So as a woman, you were a trusted person. And now you have actually abused the trust and abused your power. And it is a case of abuse of power and abuse of authority in any situation. So it's important to understand that it's not any exciting initiation or whatever it is that people might want to assume it is. It is simply mm -hmm. sexual abuse. The last thing I have here on my list is um, men who are sexually assaulted don't suffer as much as women uh, who are assaulted. After all, they don't risk becoming pregnant. Okay. I think we need to break it down now is you cannot be comparing someone's trauma because you, it, it can never be compared and there's no threshold to even measure that because okay. all of us, we come with different threads and different experiences. We've been through different family backgrounds, different environmental backgrounds, different society, yeah. like different cultural norms, different social norms. So all those things too, also kind of like, you know, all those things. So they come together and then, and then also in, in the way we exhibit things, right. is very different. So because someone, because someone is not like has been through trauma that was not like, you know, like substance abuse wasn't their way out would not necessarily mean that someone that did like actual drugs and the person that did not experience the same things. But it, it, so one is, is, is above and the other one is less. Everyone is different and the way we exhibit. So everyone is no one, it cannot Absolutely. be measured. Guys, please stop measuring it because someone is not on the floor rolling and crying doesn't necessarily mean that they, they don't feel pain. They're different. Yeah, and everyone's, uh, absolutely, everyone's reaction to trauma, everyone's reaction to a tragic situation will be different and unique to them. Just because, like you said, someone is not rolling on the, frog, on the floor and crying or yelling or telling everybody that this horrible thing happened to them doesn't mean you're not suffering. It's your own way to deal with we it. We should actually stop trying, and we should stop to assume that we have a standard reaction for different things. No. Oh, yes. That's, That's a really good one. There needs no to be a standard for, for different reactions. And even we should even stop this whole thing of, oh, if you were raped like five years ago, why, why come out now to talk about it? Guys. Yeah, that's a big thing, right? I think with the case of, you probably heard about this uh, lady called 
uh, Busola, Dakolo, I think, or somebody like that, who, you know, there was a whole huge sensation about her coming out, about her the rape that she experienced at the hands of her previous pastor when she was a younger person. And a lot of the thing that was out there on social media is why did she wait all these years to talk about it? Because she had waited, I don't know, 10 years or something like that. And so that's the huge thing as well, is when someone comes up to you and tells you something, that exactly. should not be a reaction, right? That should not be. And we're going to get into how we can support our boy, child, and male victim. It's similar to what we talked about in the women context mm-hmm. in our previous episode, right? But we'll still address it just as a reminder. And so very quickly here, just a reminder to all our listeners that sexual victims, our victims of sexual violence, right, will respond in your own way. So we don't need to compare them, as you have said, right? Like everybody will respond in your own unique way. And it's important to respect that. Um, with men, you know, you started to get into it earlier. They may become withdrawn, right? They may become withdrawn. They may become quiet. They may get into doing substance abuse and drinking, mm-hmm. right? They could be anxiety and fear, uh, suicidal feeling, right? All of that. And this is also something that would be the same with women, right? With women and girls. Like if they were sexually vi- violated, they can react with these same kinds of response, which we already talked about in our previous episode, right? They can go through anger. They can go through periods of just being withdrawn and silent, right? Fear, suicidal feeling. And we talked about that, in, you know, when we talked about the girl child and child marriage, because it's something to watch out. We, we said, what are some of the signs we can watch out? You also find out that some people, something. some men, and this one is men that I know is that, some few people have met that were tr- that went through sexual trauma when they were kids or sexual abuse, sexual assaulted. Oftentimes, they grow up and never want to have any relationship with anyone, and it just comes in the sense that they don't just have friends. Like some of them are good by themselves; they don't have because they're wrong, right? Like no, it's, it's no really, really important. Nothing, has... and see them function, and they yeah. function well. Like their work life is function, educate everything else in their life is functioning. But the only one thing sure, yeah. is their relationship with people is very is it's one thing that is limit is very limited. So some of them could function well. They could, they experience life in very like you you never even see happiness see it coming, but you notice that their relationship is limited. And that's what we talked about in our previous episodes when we talked about science, right? It's some of the things that you can you, that can be an impact is your relationship with others will be impacted you know, after the abuse. So it's something that we've addressed, something that we've talked about, and it's something that is worth mentioning over and over. You need to respect whatever information that has been brought forward to you, respect the way the victim is responding or reacting to what has happened to them, right? Some people, this will impact your relationship. They need time to heal. They need time to to move on, right? And so whatever that time looks like is something that we have to respect and is something that we have to understand. So the moving on to our last segment here is supporting the male victim. So much like supporting the, the female victim, I want us to just readdress how we can support the male victim. And I think the first thing we wanna mention right off the bat is to believe the person, right? Believe the person believe the man, believe the boy when they come to you and they tell you that they've been violated. And we want to remind them, like you said, 
uh, sexual violence is not your fault. Like, fault. This is not what your fault. This bad thing that happened to you. And is one not thing your I fault. wanted to step back in a sense uh, for men to come up and speak up, right, is we need to start encouraging and grooming our young men. It's okay to experience emotions. Yes. We need to start to encourage them to talk about problems and to, to actually seek help when they need one. Is we need to start encouraging our boys to it's okay to express to like it's, it's okay to talk to people and express emotion and feel things. It's fine and don't raise yes. them like men do cry. cry. I, I, I want yeah. to debunk the make that oh they cry. They don't. no okay. it's okay to cry. You it's okay it's okay to cry. The road, but expressing emotions it's fine so we need to start that as parents you're creating a safe space with your boy child to the point That's where right. don't just think that he's a man so he can handle it not everything they can handle something room they need you no. to make them feel safe you know what come to meet me. like even if it's it, it's it's like the dad or the mom whoever they can build that safe relationship with to be able to share things that hurt them, it does not. It, it but but it's like don't don't express the view that when men come or boys come up and speak up about problems or things that are affecting them, it is mm -hmm. not a sign of weakness. It, 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 it shows great strength. So we we need to start with the platform and creating that just to open doors and rooms for for them to speak up. And when they do speak up, believe them. It's not your role to interrupt. Get them the support they need. We interrogate walk them. Absolutely. It. Don't make them Absolutely. internalize it or shame them into it. Help them walk through it because going through pain does not define... It, 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 it is not a sign of witness. No. give them, It even shows a sign of strength because they have to deal with the trauma now or else they will come up in the future in a different, sometimes worse than what you expected. Absolutely. Absolutely. And help the person to explore options, right? So if you are talking to the young person or to the man who has shared this very uh, courageous story with you, you need to help them in whatever way they want to be helped. So you need to first ask, you know, what do you want to do, right? Like leave it up to them. Do they want to, of course, encourage them to report it to, to, to the police? And then after that, do they want to go for counseling? Do they want to go for group therapy, you know, individual therapy, whatever it may be, right? What does that look like? How do they want to handle the situation? And, and let them know that it, it's all up to them, right? It's your choice whatever it is, however they want to deal with it, you're there to support them. That's what you need to do is to support them and help them. Is there anything else um, that you think we can mention with respect to supporting the mm. male victim? And also too, in some like, you know, some places they don't believe in, in um, some places don't believe in therapy or like, the, or like doing counseling, especially for men. I'll speak for my country. Which is which is like that's true. That's a good one. That's so a really good the one. The men you. don't believe, ah, why will I go and talk to somebody for what now? That's usually the reaction you get. And then you really have to break it down and see that sometimes seeking professional help doesn't necessarily mean that you're crazy. What it yeah, absolutely. what it means is it is something bigger than you can handle. So you need an extra hand, someone with the expertise to use the experience 
to help you walk through what you're going through. And it doesn't make you less of a man because we've seen that when it comes to the masculinity, as you mentioned before, is a man that is very tough, like, you know, very strong. Like, why would Sam talk, talk, talk to somebody for what now? And it doesn't change. Like, it, it, like, we're trying to encourage you that it's okay for you to seek professional help and counseling. And it's okay to sit on the couch and raise your, just like the Hollywood movies even do it. You just sit on the couch and raise your leg and you'll be talking to a stranger. Sometimes, trust me, if you're talking to a stranger guy, it helps all. Because there's there's a lot of things going through your head that you'd rather a stranger hear it than someone close to you. So it's things, and sometimes, but if you actually have like a close relationship with someone that you trust, that you listen to, it's okay to, to speak to them as well as to what you're going through. Because no, no man is an island. Yeah, no, no man is an island. island. Very and well said. There was nothing wrong with you yeah. when it happened and it's not your fault. We keep saying this. It is not your fault and you don't have to handle it alone. There are people out there that can help. It can be family. Exactly. It can be close friends. It could be professionals. They can help. Seek help when you can. Seek help when you can. And and this is a good um, to recap. And also, as we come to the end of this episode, it's a good reminder as we get into how to make a report. So if you are listening to this podcast and you are a victim of sexual abuse living in diaspora or in Nigeria, I want to remind our listeners that there is a resource called NAPTIP. N-A-P-T-I-P, which is National Agency for the Prohibition of Trafficking in Persons. And this is an agency that supports victims of sexual abuse or violence. So if you are a victim of sexual violence or you know somebody who is and they actually want to seek help by reaching out to this agency, you want to go out there and go on the internet and search them. And if you are in North America uh, or in Canada, or the United States, uh, just go on the internet wherever you are and just, you know, search for your local, your local resource. So in your community, in your state or city or province, wherever you live in, there will be a local resource. So where we are here, we can just uh, Google cyber tip uh, or we can also use like National Sexual Assault Hotline. So I want to remind us that that's their official ways to make a report and encourage you to reach out and stick and uh, utilize these uh, official ways of making a report. But also, as Sharon has mentioned, you can just talk to somebody. I know, and I agree with her completely when she said a lot of men don't want to talk about this and don't believe in going to therapy or counseling or anything like that. But maybe you just want to talk to somebody. And I strongly urge you to just do as she said. You can even pick, you know, someone that is a complete stranger because maybe, hey, you have nothing to lose. They don't know who you are. Or you can just take somebody that you trust and just confide in them. And hopefully together you guys can um, move on and find a way to help you find healing. So we have come to the end of our series on sexual violence. And Sharon, do you have any last words or any final words you want our listeners to remember and keep at the forefront of your mind? Okay, as we so continue? the one thing that I can I, I want to say is fries, which is consent. If you forget to just look at your French fry, remember it. It's freely given. It can be reversible. It is informed. It is enthusiastic and specific. 
And it goes for both men, women, not for children, no. it's for consenting adults. And it, it is not something that you can be shamed about. Yeah. We need to seek consent. And women, don't just assume it's only, it, it only applies to you. It also applies with men too as well. And no man is an island. It's okay to seek for, like, you know, talk to people, get connected, try not to be isolated. I know sometimes because of experiences with friendship and trust, that it's better to be by yourself. But we need, we need people at some point, even if it's one person. We do need people. Thank you, guys. And I know it's been a heavy topic, but we're grateful for you to be with us down from the beginning till now. And we hope everything we've yes. said, you, you can pick one or two things. And I hope we've actually tried to like touch your hearts as best as we can. Thank you for listening. Absolutely. Absolutely. As sexual violence, you know, I just want to really quickly say and remind our viewers that sexual violence is closer to home than we think it is, right? So if you see something, please say something so that we can change the narrative and we can protect our generation and future generations to come. So thank you so much for listening to this heavy topic. And I'm hoping that you've picked something that you can go home and tell someone and maybe even inspire you to also change your own way of how you look at a sexual violence as a whole so thank you so much and we hope we see you on the next episode of unfiltered real talk